said, we are going through this series on the Psalms. Um, as I mentioned last week, there's different categories of Psalms that people have, have kind of organized the Psalms into. So we're working our way through those categories. And I'll put those up in a minute. But just as a reminder, as we're looking at these, I want to remind us that these Psalms are poetic. They're songs. They were written to be sung. And so there's more meaning to them than just what the words say. Right? Those words have important meaning to them, but we want to try to consider how these are expressions of the heart. And, 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 and as we do with any song, how do we relate to that expression of the heart, even if we don't relate specifically to what is being said? How do we engage our hearts along with our minds as we consider these expressions of emotion to the Lord? So I want us to try to engage in that way. We can use these psalms as examples for us, how we can take all of our life experiences to the Lord. And that's one of the things that I'm considering a lot as we think about these psalms, right? Everything we experience in life, whether good or bad, we have an opportunity to come to the Lord and share those things with him, to share our heart with him. And that's really what I see these psalms being an expression of sharing all of our life experiences with God. So here's the list of the categories that we're going to be looking at. Last week, we talked about psalms of praise. Today, we'll be looking at hymns. We'll talk a little bit about what that is in a minute. And then next week, we'll go into lament psalms. There are a lot of lament psalms. Um, I've done some study on lament in the last couple of years. It's, it's been, I think I preached about it here once, that lament is just really a powerful way of expressing our, our experiences in life. But as I said, for today, we're going to be looking at psalms. Now, we first have to define that word, psalm. What is, or excuse me, I'm looking at psalms. Of course, we're looking at psalms. Hymns. What exactly is a hymn? The word hymn itself can be defined pretty broadly as just a religious song of praise to God. When we think about singing hymns in church, you may think about a, a really wide range of types of songs that we sing. A lot of times when we talk about hymns, we're talking about expressions of praise to God expressing his goodness and his greatness. But when these categories were developed, the, um, there's a distinction made between a psalm of praise and a hymn. There's some overlap between those, but a psalm of praise is really about pointing out God's great characteristics. And you see a lot of these kinds of expressions in the psalms. One of the examples I wrote down for today was Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2, which simply says, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. That's the beginning of a psalm of praise, just expressing God's greatness. The hymns are a little bit different in that they're meant to be joyful songs from people who are rejoicing in their circumstances and the goodness of God in providing for them. These hymns may begin as an individual expressing their joy and frequently they they go on to invite the whole community to join in their song. Um, and as I think about that, and I think about how to define that, I think about a moment in life where you experience great joy. Right? Maybe something finally comes to fruition, something you've been waiting and wanting for a while. It finally now has happened, and you feel that joy, and you just can't hold it in. A hymn song, the kind of psalms we want to look at today, are those expressing that kind of joy to God expressing gladness over the fulfillment of that hope, and acknowledging God as the provider. And I think that last part, acknowledging God as provider, is an important reason for these kinds of songs. 
when things go well in life, it's important for us to remember that it's God who provides all good things for us. He is our sustainer. He is our helper. He is our provider. And we want to give him acknowledgement for that. Those joyful moments in life, those, those moments where we're just filled with gladness, don't just happen by chance. And they're not because we're so great and talented that we control our own fate and we finally have made things work out right for us. No, it's, it's because God has come alongside us and God has fulfilled all of our hopes and dreams. And so we want to make sure that we want to express that joy to God, our provider. And that's how our, our moments of joy in life become moments of worship when we turn to him as we express in these psalms. So I have made a list of several of these types of psalms that I've found as I look through Scripture. <clears throat> I want to read through some of them today and just kind of talk together about how these things um, relate to our own lives, how it may open up our understanding of how to express our joy to God, what kind of perspectives do we have as we read through these, how do these, how do these impact our hearts and minds as we listen to them. So the first one I want to look at is Psalm 98. If you look at my list, they're not in numerical order because um, as I looked through the list of them, I found um, I there, there's an order that I wanted to go through these because, first of all, some of them are just more clearly expressing the point that I wanna, we want to see in these psalms. And some of them are pretty long. We'll get to a couple that are, that are, are going to take a while to get through. And... Um, I want to make sure that we can get through a number of them before we get there. And the last one I had there, Psalm 131, I almost didn't include, but as I look at it, it, at least the way it struck me, it's an interesting expression of joy and thanksgiving that I want to share with you today. So first of all, let's look at Psalm 98. This is the kind of song we're thinking about and interacting with today. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with a harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. And so we see this expression of joy sing to the lord a new song sing to him for the marvelous things he has done so as you hear that maybe as you look at it in your own bibles let's just open up some discussion how does that impact you as far as your your relationship with the lord and expressing yourself to the lord what kinds of thoughts come to your mind Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are such great expressions of joy. It just spills out, right? Like when we have those expressions of joy to the Lord. Yep. We saw that last week too. Even nature sings. I think about that just driving around in the fall, right? Nature singing to the Lord. Oh, yeah, listening to the oceans and rivers. Yep, all those things. Yeah. Yes, the creatures make those noises that are expression of joy to the Lord. Do you see in this song, oh, were you going to say something? Hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. We can sing now about a future expectation of God's promise, fulfillment of his promises. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that really brings out part of the value in, in these kinds of expressions of joy, of singing these, these hymns, is finding the joy within our hearts because we know the Lord is faithful. Even if we're not seeing it right now, we know he's our provider. We can look back at what he has done. We can look to the future, what he's promised, and find joy in our present time. Right. Yes. That is a, a valuable insight, I think, as we're talking about joy in the Lord and expressing joy to the Lord in song. It's it's not based on, oh, things turned out great for me today, right? I got what I wanted. It's, it's that deeper sense of joy that comes from truly knowing our Creator and who He is and what He's done and what He's going to do. Um, in this psalm, you see a, a, a sense of joy in the salvation the Lord has provided, right? We have great joy as we gather together as Christians because of the salvation we have in the Lord. Even if we're not experiencing it right now in this moment, um, we know his goodness and we know his provision. Those are good insights. Anything else you want to share on that song? Let me go ahead and turn to Psalm 121. Too far. This is a favorite of mine. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. 
Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at night, or shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. And this one is not so much like expressing that overflowing joy of what had just happened. It's more looking, like we've talked about, that, that knowing that God will provide, that he is the help in all situations. Um, so I don't know if this one exactly fits this category or not, but it, it does express that joy in the Lord's provision. He watches over us day and night. So as you look at that one, is there anything you want to share about how this song impacts you as you think about expressing joy in the Lord's provision? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very reassuring. Yeah. So reassuring to know the Lord is always watching over everything. Anything else? I'm going to jump back then to Psalm 66. And as I'm going through these, if anyone would like to come up and read any of these, please just let me know. Um, And I will make room for you to come read. Can you read this one? Psalm 66. Shout with joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, How awesome are your deeds! So great is your power that the enemies cringe before you. All the earth bow down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name. Come and see what God has done. How awesome his works in man's behalf. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Let not the rebellious rise up against him. Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our back. You let men ride over our backs, over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you, vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you in an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, 
the Lord would not have listened, for God, but God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Also great such yeah. Selah is uh it's a word that used to to define a break in the stanzas of a, a song or a poem. Oh, that could be. <laughs> okay. That could be. All right. Yeah, there, I don't think there's an exact English translation, but it's it's like a it's a poetic notation. As I was listening, I you know this is there's a value in listening to someone else read these. As I'm listening to Meg read, shout with joy to God, all the earth, sing to the glory in His, uh, sing to the glory of His name, offer Him praise and glory. It just struck me how valuable it is for us to be sharing our joys with one another. Right? There's there's great faith that wells up and great joy that wells up when I hear somebody else's expression of joy in the Lord, to hear their story of what God has done for them and how excited they are about what he's doing in their life. It does something in for my heart. Right? And so sometimes that's the value in sharing these songs, what psalms with one another is, is it might be something you're hearing from someone else what God has done, but it, it does something for you and reminds you of God's goodness. Yeah. Yes, we're going to save that one, but you can read that one. All right. Um, anything else you see in Psalm 66? Yes. Yes. Right. Right, exactly. Let it out. Right. Yes. Yeah. He has, and we have come through. Yes. Think about how often are your, your moments of greatest joy at the end of some great trial? I think that's pretty common, isn't it? That that joy is is a overflowing of the, the relief, the maybe the unexpected um, fruition of what you were hoping for and longing for and praying for. Maybe it's you've been, you've been struggling under something, you've been going under this trial, and you've just been bearing up under it, and now there's relief, and that just brings joy, uh, right? So, so often those great moments of joy, those outpourings of expression of joy come after some sort of trial. I think that's valuable to remember in life. 
when we're going through trials, that where is it said joy comes in the morning, right? Joy will come. It's not always going to be this way. And it's good to remember. It's good to give thanks to the Lord for that again. Anything else you see here? Mm. Yes. Come and listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not would not have listened. But surely God has listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Yeah, it highlights that the, if I'm cherishing sin in my heart, God may not be responding. But it's important for me to fear him. Seek him. And we can find praise for him even then, yeah. A wave pool. Yeah. Sure, we can experience so many ups and downs all throughout the day. Yeah. But to keep our sight on him, to remember the goodness is in him. Yeah, true. That's true. All right, shall we go on to another one? Let's try Psalm 90. Is that what it says? 92? 92. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name almost high, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-string ten lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, O God. I sing for joy at the works of your hands. How great are your works, O Lord! How profound are your thoughts! The senseless man does not know, fools do not understand, that though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be forever destroyed. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever. For surely your enemies, O Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wickedness in him. How does that one strike you?
Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, the world can be very frustrating. There is brokenness, there is wickedness, there is harm, injustice, and it can feel like we can feel so useless and incapable in the midst of all that, and it can feel like there is no chance that any of this is ever going to change, and yet we can trust that the Lord will make things right. There is a consequence to the way that we live our lives. Right? There are consequences to the choices that we make. God is just. I'm trying to remember an analogy that somebody gave me once about, or just a different perspective, like living here in America where we don't experience direct attack on our lives very often. It can be easy to read some of this and like, ooh, that seems awfully violent, right? And this isn't even the most violent text that you could read about how God may, may overcome the evildoers. Um, but if you're living in a part of the world where you're under constant attack and your life is at risk, you want God to be just. You want him to take care of those evildoers, right? And so our perspective in life may affect the way that we that these kind of words impact us, but I think it's important to remember to have that bigger perspective that there is much injustice in the world and God will take care of it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There is a great blessing that comes from fearing the Lord, from living in honor of the Lord, that comes over time. That's what I, I'm, I'm seeing in this, right? The life lived in honoring the Lord bears much fruit over time. It's a long and blessed life. It, it, it still bears fruit in the old age, right? So often some, we, we look at the, the, the now, and people can look at our lives right now and say, well, what benefit is it of you to serve the Lord? You experience this bad thing and that bad thing, and you, and hey, I have a good life, and I don't believe in the Lord at all, right? But there's something that comes from a long life of honoring the Lord that truly does bless a person's life. It's sustained focus on him. I think that's what's expressed in this. It's a, it's a joy to be thinking about, the joy of, if I can 
continue to come to the Lord and, and, and serve him as best I can, there is a benefit and a blessing that will come in the long life. Yeah. Anything else you see there? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. That's not all there is, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yes. It does. Right. It wouldn't, no. Absolutely, yeah. It does. There's so much more involved involvement in us when we sing than when we read. Yeah. And I think that's important to understand in worshiping the Lord. That's why churches for centuries, include music and singing as part of what we do. And we really try to hold fast to that idea that it's all of us coming together to sing and worship the Lord and not just the band up front playing something for us, right? There's a difference between listening to performance as well and engaging ourselves in that. And it does something for our faith and our worship to express those things in song. I think that's that's a valuable insight to see in, in these psalms that, that that God gives us these commands to praise the Lord and to make music to his name. Right? It's a valuable part of our, our, our life of, of devotion to the Lord. Let's not lose sight of that. Yeah. I hope I captured what you're saying as I was repeating it. <laughs> Anything else? Let's take a look at Psalm 18 and flip back here. This is a bit longer. This is the first of, I have a list of where I said they're long. This is the first of the long ones and probably not the longest. I think I'm going to read this in, I'll just read part of it and then pause and then we'll work our way through the whole thing because there's a lot there. We'll see how it goes. 
begins, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cord of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. And the earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark clouds are the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and boats of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies, great bolts of lightning, and, and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of breath from your mouth. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. I want to pause right there. There's this great expression that happens, this progression that happens, right? This person who wrote this is, is expressing distress. The cords of death entangled them. The cords of the grave coiled around them. And in distress, they called out to the Lord. And look at the Lord's response. What does that say about the Lord's love? Right? For this individual crying out for help. This is how he described the Lord's response to him. Kind of amazing to see, right? And some, I've, I've read through this psalm before, and you can kind of get caught up in the description and, and go, whoa, you know, what's going on here? The Lord is angry and all these, and he's throwing lightning bolts down on the earth and defeating people, and that, that creates a, a kind of a negative image of God. But when you read it in the context of this song, this is the Lord rising up to defend his beloved person who is in distress. And he comes to that person and pulls him out of the water. I'm trying to find the spot again, right? He took hold of me from on high, drew me out of deep waters, and rescued me from my powerful enemies. What does that do for your relationship with the Lord? your understanding of his relationship with you. What does that say to you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
Yeah. Showing that that faith in the Lord and his provision and his love for all can help break down those segregations that happen, those judgments, right? God loves all people, desires all people to know him, bring us together in his love. And he's a powerful God. Any other thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. It's it's important to remember the power of God and the strength of God and his he will rise up to defend his people. Um, I'm often reminded of the simple analogy that C.S. Lewis created in, in Aslan the Lion in his you know, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series, the Chronicles of Narnia. Right? And there's, there's expressions throughout that series about asking about Aslan. And people will say, is he a tame lion? Oh, no. He is not tame. He is dangerous, but he is good. I think that's just a good analogy of who God is. He is dangerous. He can wreak havoc, and he will to bring justice and good. He is good in all that he does, but yeah, don't mess with him. <laughs> and it's important for us to keep that in mind, right? How often our our own hearts lead us astray, and we, we want to mess with God, and we want to do our own thing, and Hold on a minute. What am I? That's that healthy fear of the Lord, that fear that we need to maintain. I don't want to be on God's bad side, right? The psalm goes on to say, The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from the Lord. His laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble. You bring low those who, those who eyes are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God beside the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer, and he enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle, my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with great strength for battle. 
You made my adversaries bow before my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as dust borne on the wind. I poured them out like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. People I did not know are subject to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners cringe before me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from the strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my flock. Exalted be my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, and who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men you rescued me. Therefore I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. There's more expressions of that, the strength of the Lord. Is there anything else that you saw in that that you want to comment on? Yeah, he is our protector. Yeah. And one of the challenges, I think, as you read through this is the way the words are described, like I, I pursued my enemies till they were destroyed. We envision people, and it makes it like God's my defender, but not theirs. But God wants to be the defender for all people, right? He doesn't want us to, to, to he wants us to love our enemies. And yet there's this balance between if, but there, if there are people who are just dead set on causing injustice and harm, God will bring justice to them, right? Um, you got to kind of just watch our attitude toward us versus them is what I'm thinking, right? It's not that God has picked certain people he's going to destroy and people he's going to defend, but there is injustice, there is evil that needs to be dealt with. And God will, God will make it clear. Right? Yep. Yeah, and there are, there are people who, well, I have a hard time saying it. There are people... I think there are people who have gone to their grave with unrepentant hearts. They have never said, I was wrong. And they have sinned, and they have pursued their own agenda, and they have caused harm to people, and God will deal with them according to their acts, and we can trust that. Um, but we're not God. I think that's what you have to come back to. We're not God, but we can trust God to defend the good and the right, what's good and right. And we want to be those people who are serving him. Yes, Mariah. Yes, that's true. That is true. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to wrestle with sometimes. We want life to be good and joyful, but sometimes there's a greater experience of joy that comes from having experienced pain and injustice. Um, yeah. There's a, another C.S. Lewis book, The Problem of Pain, where he describes this. It's, it's a really good read to, to think about. There might be a greater good that God wants us to experience because why would God allow us to experience pain if he is so good? Something to consider. But, but yeah, there's... 
lots of great things that are coming out of this. I would like to, I'm going to skip over everything I have written on that list down to 131. I would like Willow to come up and read Psalm 131. The rest of these are pretty long ones, and I encourage you to read them on your own. But there's something about this one that really struck with me that I wanted to just highlight. So Willow's going to come up and read this one for us. My heart is not proud, O oh Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O oh, Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. So this one, the first time I, first couple of times I read it, I'm like, ah, I don't know if this fits this category, but there's something about it that struck me as expressing joy in the Lord's provision. It doesn't start out that way. It starts out declaring my heart's not proud. I, I'm not prideful. I'm not concerned with making myself great, right? But then it says, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And that struck me as an expression of great joy in the comfort the Lord provides. We experience those waves that we've talked about this morning. Life hits us in so many different ways and can leave us feeling unsettled, can leave us feeling all kinds of emotions, angry, lost, hopeless, frustrated, on the other side, we can be full of joy and happiness, and, and, and life can feel like we're being tossed around. And part of God's provision is to give us that place, that person to go to, that just comforts us, that stills us. And I was struck, I'll tell you, I had a rough week, and I was struck as I read this about, I have stilled and quieted my soul in the Lord, and there's like that is a great expression of joy right there. In the midst of a challenging time, to just be able to sit in God's presence and say, I'm safe here. Things are good because you are God. And that's why I want to include this psalm today, that encourage us in, in even the unsettled moments, the craziness of life, that you can find that joy just by drawing close to the Lord, and he can still our hearts. And give us that comfort, like a child in its mother's arms. So anything else you want to share from that? If not, thanks, guys, for taking time to, to share perspectives on this. I'm really enjoying the interaction that we're having on this. We'll continue, like I said, next week with Psalms of Lament. Lament, as I said, is a really powerful um, expression of faith in the Lord. Um, why don't we pray and then we'll sing our closing song and we will be done for today. Heavenly Father, today we sing for joy because of who you are, 
because of how you provide for us, Lord. There's so many ways that you come into our lives. You give us hope. You provide us, provide for us. You give us strength. You defend us, Lord. You help us to rise above those waves of life, and you, you show us what to live for, who to live for. Lord, as we close out our worship today, let us sing for joy because we know that you are our Lord and you are our provider and you love us with a great and powerful love. We ask for your blessing on this church, Lord, as we continue to seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>